Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas like is it better to be early or late and how should you respond to a particularly fussy eater and of course what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss but we are not your usual agony aunts are we William Hansen? No we're not Jordan North I'm more afternoon tea you're more picky tea. Very good. Well credit to Stephen for that one. That's very good. You like a picky tea now Um, A cold collation. Well I'm so proud of you that you've remembered that. Stephen also taught me that phrase. But, yeah, well done. Yeah. You like a little picky tea, don't you? I mean, I haven't had one for a while. No. I had one famously to watch the final of uh, I'm a Celebrity. From Iceland. Yes, from Iceland. Producer Ben and I went shopping in Iceland, put on my big winter coat, uh, and that was fun. But I haven't had one since then. Yeah. But I'm no, I, I've, 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 I've warmed to a... Picky tea, but I do prefer a proper dinner party, which is just as well because it's what we're talking about today. Yes, today's episode is a special dinner party etiquette special episode, isn't it? Yes, indeed, um, and it's it's themed. And if you cast your mind back way back when, when Jordan's voice was all croaky, his teeth were all yellow, our episodes, <laughs> our episodes were themed. So we're taking it back a bit to then. Show us your teeth again this week. No, no. I'm not showing you my teeth. <laughs> Christ. Should we have a drink first? Yes, let's have yes. a drink. Do you want to do the gin this time? Yes. I think it's the yellow gin today. Oh. Well, all right. right I was trying to do that so you could avoid doing that joke. Come on. It's been a quiet week. Oh. <laughs> well, you've been very busy. Practically um, married already, aren't you? Look at that. You've got... Hang on, what are we going to do here? Oh, I've got a bit of water in. Oh, use this glass. Okay. Oh. There we go. We're having our gin and signature drink, a gin and debonet. It's nice with that Sicilian. It um, is, yes. Oh. Touch. Oh, would you stop ma- bashing the microphone? Um, is there a, we need to get some bloody. We need to get some kitchen roll. I'll use um, your Christmas jumper that's still here. You're using my Christmas jumper to mop. It's fine. It's not Christmas. Well, it's could you wash? You've got until December next year, this year, to to wash that, please. It'll be fine. It'll like you've been to a Christmas party with a bit of slops down it. <laughs> Do you get slops? Slops down your top. What slops? Oh, I, I the amount of hoodies and t-shirts I go through. So you know, I have you'd call it loungewear, but mm. I call it comfies. So as soon you call as it, I, you call it clothes, comfies. So, literally, as soon as I'm through the door. After my show during the week, right? Even at the weekends, I'm straight in my comfies. Okay. Joggers, hoodie, big t-shirt, especially in this weather. Mm. And I probably have to change them every day just because of slops. I've got tea down there. Oh, when you spill things, mm, it's like a plasterous radio. <laughs> no, I, I like don't. Your bed sheets. <laughs> I don't normally spill anything. Yeah, I'm very sloppy. Which probably doesn't surprise you. No. Anyway, who should we toast to? Um, well, I'd like to. She uh, she doesn't know this yet, but I'd like to toast Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> not Queen of the Desert. Not not her again. Uh, Priscilla, the former uh, one of the dressers at Mary Poppins, who we've mentioned a few weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I went. To, she's actually left Mary Poppins, and I went to say goodbye to her on Sunday. Uh, so Priscilla, Priscilla, this is you. Good luck in Good pastures luck. new. She's gone cruising. Mm. 
So she's not working on... She's sadly not on Mary Poppins. She's, she's gone to work on a cruise ship. Did he have quite a big turnover, these shelves? Not massively, no. No, I don't think so. Have you ever worked in a call centre? Have I ever worked in a call centre? No, I was the school's receptionist. <laughs> because the actual school's receptionist got ran over by a car. She was fine. <laughs> she was fine. Uh, it was only a minor accident, and so they were sure. I was still actually doing my A-level studies. <laughs> and for whatever reason, they came to me. <laughs> Good morning, Clifton College. <laughs> so... I did that for a couple of months. Really? Whilst also doing studies and teaching etiquette. It was a diverse end of my school career. I bet career. you were super organised. I bet when she come back from her time away, you told her how to do a job, didn't you? Well, I, I streamlined her systems, yes. <laughs> anyway, the reason why I ask is when I worked mm. in a call centre... So you worked in a call centre? I've done every job there. Yeah. I used to clean in a call centre. What was the call centre for? Uh, it was called Space Kitchens. Space kitchens. We used to sell kitchens over the phone. When you got your mum's kitchen redone, did you go to Space Kitchens? I didn't. I don't no. know if they're still going. It was a call centre in Probably Preston. not if you work for them. Um, but they had a high turnover. So how did you answer? Okay, let me... So are people, Oh, no, please people don't what, do this. People what phoned you because they had a problem with their... No, we phoned them and said, do you need a new kitchen? <laughs> right, so, so it, was, tried, it, was, it was Telesales. We tried to sell them. Right, okay. Well, but okay. I've worked in a call centre... Well, why don't you phone me? Uh, phone, phone me now okay. and sell me a kitchen. Good morning, Clifton College. Hi there. Um, just wondering if you were thinking of upgrading your kitchen. I'm calling from Space Kitchens and uh, I had a script to follow. I can't remember it. And we have some kitchens available. You have some kitchens available? If you would be up for a new kitchen at a bargain price, I can get someone down. And every lead you got, I think you got a fiver. You got a five pound for a lead. So if they got, um, if they got a measure up, right? People would be like, "Why are you ringing me on a Sunday? No, who's going to buy a kitchen over the phone?" I would never, ever, as well. I mean, I wasn't there very long, but I would never, ever sell to like elderly people. Why? Because they were always a bit confused, and I do have morals. Well, I mean, don't stereotype the elderly. I was only not all of them. I'm just saying, I was, I was only about sixteen, seventeen. I didn't do right. it for long. And then I worked in a call centre. Oh, another one? Yeah. What was this one? It was for double glazing. You? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I tell a lie. It was double glazing and loft insulation. Double glazing? At, that's quite diverse. House insulation. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Did you enjoy double glazing call sales? Yeah. Paid the wage. Good. I used to clean in a call centre as well. Was that before or after you were doing the phones? Was that a promotion or a demotion? <laughs> no, then I went to college and got a part-time job as a cleaner. Gosh, fantastic. Well, there we go. Yeah. I mean, it's just, we, yet again, we learn more information about the well, rich tapestry that is Jordan North's backstory. Well, lads used to hide me feather dusters. It used to really piss me <laughs> off. <laughs> Where did they hide them? Oh. Nobbeds. <laughs> One of them drives a bus around Preston now. I often see him. Oh, but do I don't you? think he recognises me. I'm like, oh, you were one of the lads that used to hide my feather dusters. And look at you now. <laughs> no, wrong weird day's work, William. I wouldn't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good morning, Clifton College. <laughs> As always, <laughs> if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you got in touch. I know we say it every week, but we really do mean it. You can send your tales of trepidation. Can we change that? Can we get a new tagline? Okay. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexofmyboss.com or you can tweet us or send a message on Instagram at sexofmyboss or you can write to William, he promises a handwritten reply and his own letter to paper. The address is on the website, sexofmyboss.com. Check out our Instagram and socials. TikTok. Toxic. YouTube. Uh, YouTube. TubeU. TubeU. There's lots of pictures and stuff up on Instagram. A couple of weeks ago, we put up the pictures of us at Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes, thank you to everybody who said that I... Uh, well, they, they said that they said they were very complimentary about you and said that you do look better now. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, they also said I look better now, slash haven't aged. That jacket in that picture, mm. I loved that jacket. I never knew what happened to it. Oh, mine or yours? Mine. Oh, right. Uh, did I leave it at yours? Probably. No, because I would have got it back to you at some point. Think? Yeah, so I wouldn't have. Although it was not long after those photos were taken that we had our big bust up. Can yeah, you remember? we did. Yeah, yeah it was. Mm. We had our biggest argument to date. So I probably... Mm, yeah. Uh, so I probably cut up, cut up your jacket and threw it into the river yeah. well. We talked about this a couple of series ago, but we fell out for a good couple of six months. Six months. Was it six months yeah. we didn't speak? No. Mm. 
Was it? Mm. Ba- <laughs> I'm basing that on the date that that show was on and when I then messaged you next. So that's, again, you know, recollections may vary, but that's... Um, that's my evidence. Don't worry. That's I, my truth. I, I forgive you for everything you did. I did nothing wrong. <laughs> Can we not do this again? We did this a couple of series ago. And we fell out last series, didn't we? Um, yes, yes, it was. Because uh, I didn't come to the curry. Well, it was, that was one of them. But yes, that was, that was the initial trigger. And you sent me some lovely flowers. Yeah. Yeah, so we're all over it, and I love you very much. I love you too. And you've actually, cut, you've actually turned up for dinner. So, you know, we are way into making amends and talking of dinner parties mm-hmm. we thought as we, as we mentioned already because now sort of with covid hopefully touch wood we're getting back to a, a, a level of normality if you're comfortable hosting dinner parties we thought we could sort of refresh everyone's mind as to how to do it because maybe you've had like me you've had sort of two years not really doing them quite to the level that we did pre-covid okay so tell us the starts off with the history of the dinner party um, well, I mean, it's just a, it, a dinner parties or, or having friends around for dinner. I mean, people have done that since caveman time. If it was people sharing food around the fire, uh, in effect, that was the sort of the first sort of dinner party. But then sort of the Georgians, as it's dinner parties as we know it, sort of it was really the Georgians onwards. They sort of cemented the sort of the, the smaller gatherings uh, in a private house. But of course, back then, the seating plan was very different. You had all the men down one side and all the women down the other side not right. sort of mixed as it should be now oh okay yeah my mum and dad never had dinner parties we talked about this before because your mum and dad used to have loads didn't yeah they? all the time well, our table would just just that load of washing on and stuff so we never so how did your parents do they do they have friends yeah so when did they see those friends they just used to come round and get pissed right yeah so we'd have barbecues would they right is that outside because what they can't be trusted inside oh we just or we'd go we used to have like we used to go to mess dudes as well Okay, the and sar- that's, an, that's an army thing. Yeah, the sergeant's mess, and we'd go there and have a dinner there, but... Yeah, can't ever... Do they have dinner parties now? I remember Mick and Diane came around to play Pictionary, <laughs> but I don't think they've ever had... Who are Mick and Diane? <laughs> <laughs> um, my mum and dad's mate, Mick and Diane. My dad was in the army room. Okay. <laughs> Keys in the bowl, Ben. Get your mind out of the gutter. Ugh, when... <laughs> but yeah, they came around to play Pictionary. Okay. Were you involved in Pictionary as no, well? No, I just stayed with Liam, their son, and watched telly. What did you watch? I can't remember. Oh, I think we watched a Mario Brothers film. Do you remember that Mario Brothers film? No. The live-action one? That's no. weird that I remember that. Anyway, yeah, I can't remember. And then it was only... I think my first ever dinner party that I went to was maybe you. Oh, actually, really? I had one at uni. We had a, we made, I made sausage and mash for my housemates for my mate's birthday. Does that count? Um, we all lived in the same house, though. Well, no, then that's well, no, that's just a dinner with friends, um, a kitchen supper, if you mm. will. Yeah, I think my first ever dinner. God, I think my first ever dinner party was really, now I live in London. I'm at them all the time. Really? Well, well, well when you can be bothered. The um, no, don't look at me like that. What? No, don't. I have a photo of you, Lucas, my luxury flatmate at the time. Mm-hmm. And our friend Steve. Yeah, with your book. With my book, because you were coincidentally the dinner party for that one back in 2013, I think it was, was when my book had just come out, my first book, The Bluffer's Guide to Etiquette. It's available at williamhanson.co.uk slash books. And I decided that that dinner party would be a book launch. So I I made you all read it and I took a photograph. I've got that photograph. Who else was there at that party? Lucas and Steve. Was it just them? Yeah, it was just the four of us. I can't remember that. It was a Sunday. No, I think it was during the week. I can't remember. I mean, the photo the photo date will tell me. I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday. I do have. I should have actually brought it. I have a book. Do you have one of these that where you record every dinner that you have had and the menu, what you served, who yeah. sat where? Do you have one of those? No, funnily enough, but I've seen that. I remember reading it. Do you remember you used to have binoculars? I used to always come and use your binoculars. No, yeah, we parties. should just clarify this. So I in Manchester. I used to. <laughs> Go on, explain, because I used to always look out onto Strangeways Prison. I found it Mm. fascinating. I used to live, I mean, quite a distance away from Strangeways Prison. (laughs) Um, But I used to live in in central Manchester, just behind the arena, and thus I would see 
I could see strange ways. Mm. And we, I was very, very high up with views everywhere. You could see... Across Manchester. Across Manchester. Maybe and strange ways. Thus, I was bought a pair of binoculars so I could sort of look at buildings in the distance. I didn't live near anyone's windows. <laughs> I couldn't see into anyone's windows before anyone goes there. First thing I used to do to come around to your party is used to look at binoculars. It really nostalgic seeing lots of lads I went to school with in prison. <laughs> That's that. All now driving buses. Yeah. There's no. What's wrong with driving a bus? <laughs> That's a joke. There's nothing wrong with a day's work. No, I know. I believe it or not, and I am gunny, and I would like to take this opportunity. Okay. Oh my god, I think I know where this is going. I've never had you round for dinner to my house. Well, you had us round for corned beef hash. No. But let's not call that dinner. No, that's, that a, that's an insult to okay. dinner. Uh, so I would hereby officially like to invite you to a dinner party. Thank you. That's what, do I pick a date I want to come? Yeah, just let me know when you're free in the next couple of weeks. Tomorrow? Uh, not tomorrow. The Day next, after tomorrow? Ideally uh, a Friday or Saturday. So we can Thursday? Have a drink and I'll get you and Mikey round. Oh. Is that a promise? <laughs> no, you... I can't, I can't have Ben and Kat round because I've only got a table for four. Well, get, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, and Ben is right. That is exactly... You got really cross a couple of weeks ago when I said that I had been round to his house. I wouldn't have had it on my lap. <laughs> Well, they can have it on their lap. Why don't you do a buffet for us and we can all stand? Could do a picky tea. Do a picky tea. There we go. We a dinner don't... party doesn't have to be sort of course after course. If, if you if you can't do that because of table size, then do something. Oh, is that okay to have people around for a buffet? Yes, a buffet, a cold collation, a picky tea, whatever you want to call no, it. No, I'm going to make something. What will? You... Oh, please don't do corned beef hash. It's not corned beef hash, but we're going to have to start. We're going to have a prawn cocktail. I hate prawns. Oh, right, okay. Dietary requirement. We won't have that. Um, Ben likes prawns, apparently. We're going to have Angel Delight and Jelly. Right. I'm big, giant buttons in. Can I just have the buttons on their own? Pardon? Okay. Well, actually, I need to talk to you about dietary requirements in a minute, because actually I should probably tell you some information (laughs) before you start menu planning. What can I have as a starter, then? Melon and parma ham. Oh, what the fig's that? That's like a... You know melon? Yeah. Not watermelon. Let's not go down that route. Like a, a cantaloupe melon or Why, a garlia gar- melon. That's kind of like when you get home from a night out and all you've got in is parma ham. No, and it's, melons it's a nice Italian it. first course, and then you put some parma ham in between the sort of the slices of melon. It's oh, delicious. I know. What about um, where they put slices of tomato and cheese? Mozzarella. Yeah, mozzarella. I might do a that. Caprese salad. Yeah. What's it called? I think, or maybe that's something else. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, or I might do a little. Um, Black pudding with poached egg on. Oh, yes. Other than, well, yes, but, okay, yes, but we'll come on to this in a minute. Right, why? I have some big news. Come on. So, I mean, uh, uh, we'll talk about dietary requirements and how you sort of deal with them in a moment, because a lot of our g and have sent in questions about dietary requirements. Um, I have gone through my life, other than not liking fish, never having a dietary requirement. Literally breaking news last night. You know our big boss, Stuart? Yeah. Wait, hello. Oh, wait there. Let me do Stuart's impression. Oh, don't just throw it on me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hi, hello. Who's good is that jacket? You've got a dietary requirement. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely, William. You've got a dietary requirement. That's so lovely. You're so lovely. Everything's just so lovely. Dietary requirements are lovely. Thank you, Stuart. It's as if he's in the room. So Stuart told me about that he did an intolerance test, like an intolerance blood test, where you sort of do give a blood sample, send it off to a lab, and I it tells you, well, I'll send you the link. However, I did it. My results came back last night. You're intolerant to me. I am intolerant to five things. Oh, go on. Egg white. What the? Wheat. It's quite a big one. Cow's milk. So in effect, a lot of dairy. Curry powder. I love a curry. And Sheffield. Those are the five things. <laughs> Stop snorting. Those are the five things that I'm intolerant to. And I am annoyed about, well, four of them. Because I, eggs I have every day. Yeah, this can't be true. Well, I, you see, the thing is, I don't have a reaction that I'm aware of. I don't feel bad when I have poached eggs on toast, Man, which is terrible, yeah. apparently. But maybe I do. Maybe I, I. Maybe my face puffs up, and I haven't. I haven't been aware. It is quite a puffy face. I reckon. I know. I, I think everybody has in a way, though, because they say dairy and yeast isn't very good for you, is it? Mm. So I want. So you're not going to have eggs or bread ever well, again. Well, I don't know. So no, you'll be fine. 
And now it's only I mean, egg there's white. Probably some, there's probably some medical people listening, being like, "Oh, I am." Yeah, I mean, I'm going. I'm going to pursue it further, but. So the egg on black pudding. Please check there's no wheat in the black pudding. Oh, for God's sake. Just give me the egg yolk, because the egg white is the problem, not the yolk. Angel delight, as long as there's no milk in it, cow's milk. And um, for the main course, whatever you do, no curry powder, please. You really do have IBS, don't you? IBS? Irritable bastard syndrome. (laughs) That's an awful word. So I hate that word. I don't know why I said it. Carry on like that. I put you in the ICU. I'm not going to explain out what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible... I think the B word's worse than this. Mm. No. no. No, the C word's they pretty bad. Bar steward on, on Downton all the time, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah. And what will you do with your bastard child? But then it meant something different to what it means now. Mm. Sort of. So anyway, those are my dietary requirements. Um, we'll we'll talk about. Um, I don't really have any. Just raw onions. I just don't like raw onions. I don't mind onions now that are cooked, but mm. like oh, just raw onions on a salad. How often are you eating? Oh, in salads. Oh, yeah. on a pizza. Onions on a pizza. Hate onions on a pizza. Even if they're cooked. On a sandwich. Hate onions on it. Yeah, even if they're cooked. I never knew that about you. Hate onions. I don't mind because obviously onions are in a lot of things like spaghetti bolognese and stuff. Fine, chop them up finely, but yeah. Gosh, that's the only thing. Other than that, I would literally eat anything. Okay, well, good to know. We once had a dinner party and you made tuna. No, you now you have said this before on this podcast, and my dinner party book, there it's is the no only recollection. Thing I've ever liked that you'd made? Or was it? It was a big. Sorry, thing. the only thing you have liked, or the only thing you haven't liked? No, sorry, the only thing you've made that I've not been keen on. If I'm but honest. I don't that. But that dinner party does not exist in my book. I think it was the one. I remember Lucas being there. It was a big thick. Well, he did live with me, so it was it was a while. You know. Oh, it was. It might not have been tuna. It was really. I think you'd undercooked it. If I'm honest, what do you do if you're at dinner party and the food's awful? What's the etiquette there? On the decision tree, there are two ways to go. Decision tree. If you get presented with something and you physically cannot eat it because it's raw, or you are allergic, not intolerant to it, or your intolerance is of severe intolerance, obviously please don't eat it. Just push it to one side and eat everything else. If, however, it's just not to your taste. Perfect example, I was somewhere a few weeks ago, and the first course came out, and it was sea bass. Now, I don't like fish. Mm. But that's a preference, not a dietary requirement. Nothing physically happens to me, sadly. I mean, I was desperate for the intolerance test to tell me I was intolerant to fish. Nothing happens to me. I just never enjoy it. It doesn't... I don't like... My taste buds don't like it. But I sat there and was polite and ate it, and I'm still with us today. So, yeah, a bit like you and this sort of fictitious tuna, just eat as much of it as you possibly can. Push it to one side. Don't tell your host, oh, I, I don't really like this, or you've undercooked it. Just you know, do it in a podcast seven years later. That's fine. Um, but just eat as much of it as you possibly can. Okay. What would you do if the host says, is everything okay, or do you not like that? Well, the host shouldn't say that. Oh, okay. So hosts don't ask that. And the sort of the quite passive-aggressive British response is, I enjoyed what I had, thank you, with a nice smile. Oh, okay, yeah. I think you've said that before. I think yeah. I might have said that before, yeah. it's, it's quite a good one. So, I enjoyed what I had. If the hostess is rude to go, oh, did you not like the tuna? Or, what was wrong with the potatoes? Yeah. I enjoyed what I had. Okay. A dinner party's quite different now from, like, Downton Abbey ages, you know, when people... Yeah, well, I mean, Downton, you would have had sort of four, five, six courses. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, <laughs> every night. I love food. Yeah, but we'd all be the size of houses, and they had nothing, you know they did a lot of exercise during the day because they didn't have jobs. The aristocracy, so they they were you know quite mobile. They walked a lot. They weren't they? sitting at desks all day. They didn't have gyms though in them days, did? They? No, but they sort of you know did outdoor sports and that sort of thing. Did they? Tennis, riding. Is that why to get to burn all the meals hmm. off? Well, if they were if they were able to, or they and also the portions were smaller. We should just point out, and you'll notice if you've noticed on Downton, they have different they have multiple different wine glasses because you would have a wine for each course. So you wouldn't like we have now, where you just have sort of one wine, maybe two wines, for a dinner. Mm. They would have, if there were four courses, there were four wines, and they would have a drink before dinner and a drink after dinner in, dinner as well. And the wine glasses accordingly were much smaller. So if you go sort of antique shopping or looking in on eBay or things for sort of old wine glasses, you'll notice they're a lot smaller than the glasses we have today because now we have sort of the same type of wine throughout the meal, whereas back then they had more wine but less of it. And wine these days, what sort of wine should you have? Well, it depends what you're serving. Hmm. And this is why, and we talked about this the other day, with if you are 
bringing a bottle of wine as a gift to somebody, don't expect it to be open because it may not go with what you're serving. You might bring a really full-bodied red and actually they're serving chicken, for example. Now, there are some reds that go with chicken, but not necessarily. Mm -hmm. And also, red wine should be allowed to breathe for a couple of hours before you drink it, as I'm sure you know with your wine app. Yeah, I just Um, ordered a big, big order. You wine. ordered a big order? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've got loads of wine. I've got a little wine rack now. You've got a wine rack? I, I, I love my red Your wine. Your mother must be so proud. She is. She's very proud. Okay. I, I do love my red wine. What's your favourite type of red wine? Rioja. Malbec. Rioja. Oh, Malbec. Yeah, Malbec's very nice. Rioja's nice. Mm. I love. I like a Merlot. Were you not at school with Rioja? No. No? College. <laughs> <laughs> I like any... any. And obviously, Ben's dad's a wine expert, isn't he? He is a wine expert, Steve, yes. Mick. David. Barry. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> David, I've told you. Oh, David, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Don't, because he listens. Sorry, David. Um, gosh, so you've got your big crate coming. It's arrived. It's arrived. Yeah, it's how like... many bottles did you order? Um, eight. Eight? And how long will that take you to get through? Do you do a bottle of wine a night? Because some people, particularly older generations, <laughs> do do a bottle of wine a night. Back, I, I've said this before. I don't know if I have said this before, but I don't drink anywhere near as much as what mm. I used to. Mm. Just because sometimes you've got to cut down. When you see pictures on Instagram, or when someone yep. tags you in a picture, you're like, well, look a bit bloated there. So mm. I tend not to drink in the week now. Okay. But I used to could have a bottle of wine a night. Bottle of wine a night. Sharing it, like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But now I have Red Wine Fridays. Red Wine Friday. I've talked about this before. <laughs> have I not? Love. Lo- so, Saturday and Sunday, I like to be out. But Friday, when you've been at work all week doing two hours, 15 minutes on air. Monday day, to Thursday. Um, I like to come in on a Friday night, mm. watch Gogglebox or Vera with a nice, re- nice red wine. And before you all start going, you've changed Jordan South. I should do that. I've always, my dad got me into red wine years ago. I've always liked wine. Okay. Guinness, red wine, whiskey. Bonnie, gin. That's red wine, I guess. I love a gin and tonic. I love a gin and tonic. But I have house drinks and pub drinks. Oh. So I'd never get a gin and tonic in the pub because. Oh, that's it's what expensive. I always get. No, I'd just get a gin. I might have known that. Gin and tonic's a home drink, isn't it? Right. A little Sunday afternoon drink when you're reading paper with your okay. cardigan. With your cardigan on? <laughs> oh, where do you live? Shoreditch. <laughs> red wine is more of a home drink. Okay. Guinness well, is the pub. So. Yeah, wine at a meal, lager. What's your favourite drink? At home, gin and tonic. What's an ideal pre-dinner so we, party okay, drink? Gin so and tonic. Why don't we talk about the drinks that we had when you came over Ooh. with Joe and Luke? We had gin and tonic. No, no. We had gin and tonic, gin and de bonnet. Luke had a gin and de bonnet. Oh, did he? Yeah. He felt that he wanted a gin and de bonnet whilst we were there. I mean, we should have charged, but there we go. We didn't. We also did a champagne reception. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Prosecco. That... It was Paul Roger. Yeah, I thought it was Prosecco from Sainsbury's. It was, it was Paul Roger. It was Prosecco. It was absolutely not. William was on the Lady Petrol. <laughs> oh, that's I hate that Why? term. It's what Wendy calls it. No, don't. Uh, the well, Lady Petrol. So she calls it. Me and your anti-cafron Lady Petrol last night. All my head <laughs> banging. Saying that's probably on a second bottle now. What time is it? Our mothers are so alike. <laughs> they very much are. <laughs> yeah, basically William's a hun. <laughs> He loves I, a prosecco. I do not love a prosecco. I think it's very acidic. Anyway, um, I thought that was prosecco. It was really royal warranted champagne. Thank you very much. How much a bottle? I don't know. It was a gift. We were just trying to get rid of it. Sorry, if I'm honest. But I felt it was nice to do a champagne reception. Then we moved on and we had table drinks. So we had the fleury, as mentioned. And then after that, we had the brandy. Oh yeah, we had a brandy. Yes. Yeah. Which was very nice. Yeah. Or mint teas or coffers. Yeah. So at mine, I've got quite... I've got a bit of a drink collection. I've got my, my drinks trolley with all my whiskeys on. Okay. Love a scotch. Uh, so we and, could, what, and on your drinks trolley still is the decanter that I bought you from Nutsford Antique Centre. Yeah. Yep. But I then got a cheap one from a, an Oxfam in... Because um, that one I paid 100 quid for. I'm sure you charged me 100 quid. I did not it. charge you 100 quid. I would not have bought you a 100 quid decanter. They're about 30 quid. Oh, Yeah. I'm pretty sure you, I, I'm pretty sure I paid. I'm pretty sure I did. It was about. Well, I can't quid. really remember, but was it was the ago. decanter and glasses? Yeah. Oh well, then yeah. Okay, hundred quid might be 
Oh, okay. It okay, was the glasses. Fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. And then I got like a cheap one for like 25, 30 quid uh, in Ebden Bridge, Oxfam in Ebden Bridge. And now I don't know which one's the expensive one in there. Really? You yeah. can probably tell. Can you? Mm, I suspect. Well, when you come around to the dinner party, you can. Okay. Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait for my invitation. I wonder, when, I wonder when it will actually happen. November, probably. You know, I'm Jordan. starving now and dying for a drink. Can I also just, with dinner parties, before we go to the listeners' mm. questions, I was slightly disappointed with all of my guests at that dinner party, you included. I brought chocolates no, no. and wine. No, you know, that was all... I just sent you a thank you card. Yeah, that was... Well, you wrote it in front of me and gave it to me here. But nobody commented on the plates for the pudding. The put... I bought especially... I bought a 1789 cold port dessert service to serve the pudding on. Who's going to... No, it's just a white plate. It was not white. It was gold. Was it? It was white and gold. Hand-painted. Oh, you've got to put them in the dishwasher. No, you can't put them in the dishwasher. Well, why didn't you say, do you like my new cup? I just thought... Uh, plates. I just thought, as you know, I thought, you know, I was there with some very, you know, well-to-do guests. You were there as well. And I just thought that when I put them down... You know, people might go, a little stagger backwards at my plates. I didn't even notice. You could have served it on a freaking bit of kitchen rollers all that. I I know. Well, cried myself to sleep that night. What would you say to any G&D that are listening that have been invited to a dinner party? What should you wear? Uh, Well, I mean, what is the dress code? Uh, You didn't have a dress code at yours. No, I didn't, but some people might have a dress code. Mm. Uh, But generally, smart casual is is the dress code, which is sort of a nice shirt now. You can wear a jacket if you want to. Uh, if you're a gentleman, you don't, you don't have to. Uh, nice shirt, jumper, perhaps. Smart pair of trousers. I would say no jeans. I would say a chino, nice corduroy trouser, or an action slack, something like that. But I think you'd be all right in like black jeans. No, jeans are smart. Oh, jeans can be smart. Mm. If it's a smart pair of jeans, you could probably get away with it. It depends on your friend. I mean, if your friend is, you know, works for Meta and they're really cool and they live in East London, jeans are fine. Whereas if they sort of are an etiquette expert living in West London, then. Don't wear jeans. Okay. Is my suggestion. Shall we go to the listeners' questions? Well, before we do the listeners' questions, it's time for Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. Oh, sugar. Can we remind me to bring that joke book in? Running out of ideas here. Here's the jingle. If you like a chap who's cheeky and northern, you're in for a treat with our Jordan. And if a giggle is what you seek, you're sure to love Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. All right. Doctor says, relax, David, it's just a small surgery, don't panic. And I'll tell you the punchline after the break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks for sticking with us, Gene Divas. So a doctor says to his patient, relax, David, it's just a small surgery, don't panic. The patient says, but my name isn't David. Doctor replies, I know, I'm David. <laughs> They're not very good, these ones, are they? No, but it's, it's, it's a thinker, that one. Yesterday, oh, this is a good one. Why don't I think of this? I'm colourblind, I can do this. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> Another snort. Yesterday, the doctor told me I was colourblind. The diagnosis came totally out of the purple. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Oh, dear. dear, Right, shall we get on to the listeners' dinner party problems? Yes, let's do it. We've not done a themed episode for ages. No, we haven't. Uh, This is from Louis. 
Please could I get a ruling on place setting arrangements? One book I have says dessert spoons and forks go above the plate, whereas another, the same authority, states that where a dessert spoon and fork are to be placed, they should be innermost and not above the plate. What say you, Mr. Hansen? Thanks, Louis. Just shove all knife and forks in the middle and let everyone help themselves. Like when you go to a burger restaurant in Manchester or Shoreditch or something. Yeah, that, I mean, that's one approach. Just shove them and help yourselves. Louis, I'm, I'm aware of the authority that you're referring to, and yes, it's a bit confusing, is isn't that it? Is No. And so in British table settings, the fork and the spoon for the pudding, or dessert as some people call it, go correctly do go innermost, sort of closest to the plate, down the left and right-hand side. What fork is on the left? Fork's on the left. Now remember this, fork, this is how we teach children, everybody. Mm-hmm. So it'll work for you, Jordan. Yeah. How many letters does the word fork have? Four. How many letters does the word left have? Four. Well done. How many letters does the word knife have? Five. How many letters does the word right have? Five. Good. So forks on the forks on the left, knife and spoon, because that has five letters too, go on the right hand side. Oh okay. Okay? Not above the plate. Well, so that's sort of the American style in effect, Mm. or the more international style. I have to say, when you came for dinner, because of the width of our table, I did actually have to put the pudding fork and spoon above the plate. Slap dash. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, I thought no one would notice, and no one did. I mean, they hardly notice the plates. So they're not going to notice the cutlery. So I put, I did put them above the setting. Right. Is it okay to put the knife and fork on a bit of tissue? You know, like when you go to restaurants and it's just they're both together on a, a napkin. napkin. Uh, yes, and that would go to the right of oh, the setting. Oh, would that be the right? Yes, that's if you're doing do knife and fork on a napkin, that goes to the, to the right, right of the setting. And again, but that's because most people are right-handed, historically, or historically they were, okay. and so everything favours the right. Right, okay. I'll do that when you come round. So, Louis, in answer to your question, you sort of now can get away with either. I put the pudding fork and spoon above the setting because of lack of space, but if you do have the space and you're in Britain, I would suggest doing them down the left and right-hand side. Louis, whatever way you do it, nobody's going to die. Anything to do with etiquette and William Hansen's living and his entire career and purpose in life, right? If it's not the correct way, no one's going to die. Most people won't be bothered. And Louis, whilst you're setting your table in a slapdash manner, if you need to listen to the radio, may I recommend Steve Wright in the afternoon? Hello. A question for post-dinner party activities. When the dinner party host has a hot tub, oh dear, should the guests bring swimwear and expect to be invited into the hot tub? Or should they not assume this, and if the opportunity does present itself, can one go full frontal? What is full, what, as in naked? Yeah. Many thanks, Kate. It's a really good question, that, because I've been to quite a few parties where they've had a hot, I don't know if the dinner parties, hot tubs, and they say, but you always say, oh, we're not getting in hot tub tonight, and you always end up getting in. My mum and dad used to go to Mick and Carol's every Friday night for a hot tub, but that sounds weird, but it wasn't. That's back to that car key bowl incident. And my grandma goes hot tubbing, as she calls it, every Friday. We're not a boyfriend or partner. You see, I mean, I've said this before, I do not like hot tubs. There you go. Big sex pots, basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. And people don't clean them properly. I, I had a really good laugh in a hot tub in the lakes. And <laughs> for those friends that were there, if you know, you know. No, nothing like that. It sounds... No, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like that. Well, what was so funny then? Did you go naked? Was that why it was funny? <laughs> it, you really had to be there. And what? I know she listens to the podcast. What went wrong? No, no, no. You ha- I just... <laughs> I can't. Like, it, you had to be there. We were all a bit drunk. And I... <laughs> I might have been pretending to be the foot monster and grabbing people's feet and putting them in my mouth. Oh, you know, like just having a laugh. It was only one person. It wasn't a sex party. What the? F- Emma, my friend, I grabbed her feet. And went. They had to be there, but people often bring where, it up. And where was this hot tub? In the lakes. Right. Okay. Well, let's crash on, dear William Jordan. No, no, and- we haven't answered his question. Her. Her. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, if it's a dinner party, text swimwear, keep him in car. If you're going, home- your cosy, go in your costume. No, you can't turn up in your costume. You're there to eat, and hopefully. Hopefully you don't eat in the hot tub. Um, if your host, if hosts, if you have a hot tub and you feel your guests will enjoy sitting in your petri dish of filth, then absolutely it's fine to say to them in advance, bring your swimwear. So if we want to go in the hot tub, we can. It's better to be prepared. Yeah, I I had a really embarrassing situation last time I got in a hot tub mm. as well. 
Didn't, did it involve a foot and a mouth? No, the yes fell off my speedos. <laughs> I mean, I think you've done that joke every series <laughs> of this podcast. Dear William Jordan and the Big PB, I always have a dilemma when hosting dinner parties now, as a few of my friends are vegan. We have been to a night hosted by one of the couples which included a full vegan menu. Oh, that'd be different. I was happy to try this and hoped I would like the food. I did enjoy the menu, but my girlfriend wasn't so keen. We went home with her still feeling quite hungry and not too happy with the night. Mackie's just gone Mackie's away on. I will be hosting the same friends in the next few weeks with a vegan menu being desired. However, myself and my girlfriend... I mean, my girlfriend and I aren't vegans and would probably enjoy eating something more meaty. Is it rude to create a separate vegan menu for those wishing to have this option while I chow down on a thick bit of rump sat right next to them? Or should we suck it up and create something vegan that everyone may enjoy? Yours sincerely, Isaac. That's a great question, Isaac, because I'd be, I'd be, I'd be torn. Would you? Yeah. Um, you can, it's your house, your rules. So if you want to create two separate menus, I mean, I've had, I mean, we have friends that are vegetarian, mutual friends. So usually when they come over, if the rest of the guest list are not vegetarian, I'll do two main courses, for example. I'll make the the pudding and the first course vegetarian, but then I will do a, you know, something vegetarian to serve them as, as a substitute. That's not a problem. And if you want to make the whole menu sort of two separate menus, that's fine. But I would actually say make your life easy and just do the first course and the main course that everybody has the same and make those vegan and then have your meat sort of have a, two separate main courses. Oh, okay. That's good advice. Yeah. Have a, like a little vegan starter. Yeah. And mm. have an orange or something. A little satsuma on a plate. Everyone does have dietary requirements now. Um, we are in a world where everybody has got something. I, at the back of my entertaining book that I referred to earlier, the... Um, the sort of the, the record of who you should read that like your diaries. Bring yeah, that okay, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. Idea. Um, yeah, but then you'll notice that I just do the same menu on repeat for everybody. I write down, you know, Jordan, no onions, Ben, nothing. You know, everything's got to be free range, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, just just to make sure I I don't have to keep asking. But that said, you know, people l- look at me. I've now got intolerances. You don't. And so now, when people are cooking for me, no wheat, no cow's milk. Nothing curry flavoured, no egg white, and nothing with a, a carbon footprint from Sheffield. Can you have goat's milk? Goat's milk would be fine, I think. How do you milk a goat? Probably the same way you... Should we do that for a bonus? Um, probably. there the... any farmers listening, we'd love to come... I've milked a cow before. <laughs> Not blindfolded. Ha, ha, ha. No, I have. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. But yes, we, we, just to conclude our dietary requirements chat... And this is where the etiquette has changed. If you have a dietary requirement, you need to tell your host upon accepting the invitation that you have it. If it's a very, very complicated dietary requirement, offer to bring your own food. If it's like it's super, super difficult, mm. that's nice. Because ultimately you are actually going around to someone's house for the company, not for the food. So programmes like Come Dine With Me have slightly skewed it where it's all about the food. The food is important, but it's not the most important thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But as a host, I would say now the etiquette is you should ask your friends, even friends that have been over many times before, do you still eat everything? Is there anything you don't eat? Just to check. Yeah. And I think that's where the etiquette's changed. Would you actually like to know? I was in research for this episode. I found a menu for a UN United Nations anniversary dinner mm-hmm. back in the 90s when they had people from all the different religions who, of course, are different religions have different dietary requirements so they were all coming to the same meal wow so you've got halal you've got kosher you've got jains you've got sikhs you've got all of them Mm. so what what the heck do you serve would you like to know what the menu was go on yeah so for the first course it was a salad topped with a goat's cheese crouton that sounds nice yeah i mean obviously this is not this is not catering to intolerances this is just a religious dietary requirements the main course what meat do you think they would have gone for Beef. Chicken. Chicken. Lamb. Oh, okay. Rack of lamb or a roast chicken breast with wild rice and wheat berry pilaf. What's that? Pilaf. Rice. Okay. I like pilaf rice. Yeah. Yeah. And for the pudding, ice cream and chocolate sauce. Oh, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. And that was at the United Nations in New York. They couldn't serve shellfish, pork, beef or sauces that contained alcohol. 
So that's what they chose. Oh, fair enough. If you want to know. Yeah, I think you're right. It's not about the food. Because if there's anybody, if I could go to any dinner party, I'd love to just go. I used to go around to my grandma's after work, after school. I'd love to just go to my grandma's and have egg and chips. She used to make it. I'm not sure that's a dinner party. Is it not? Is that not no. class? No, it's just your grandmother giving you food. You'd come home from school. It's back when we lived in Burnley. And granddad would pick us up and she'd be there like peeling potatoes into a bucket. She'd peel them proper, faggot mouth. Mecca's, she used to make her best egg and chips, proper chips on a chip mm. pan, and like big in middle of the table, a big pile of white bread buttered, cut into triangles. Oh, I'd love to have that. It's the best tea. Nice. Waste not want that, that's what she used to say. Another question here from Rhiannon. I'd love to have that. Might make that for our dinner party. Egg and chips. Egg That'd and chips, good. yeah. yeah. Oh, come on, Heston Blumenthal will put that on his menu. Yes, he probably would. Make it fancy. Dear William, Jordan and PB in brackets, I have a large and socially diverse group of friends in my life. Much like Jordan, I do not need any more friends than I already have. I didn't say that. (laughs) It's just been brought to my attention that I might compartmentalise. In what way? What? Is that the right word? Yeah. Compartmentalise. What is it? (laughs) Compartmentalise. Compartmentalise. Right. Would you agree with that? It was told to me recently. Okay. In what way? So I don't really understand what it's... So it means like you've got your workmates, mm-hmm. you've got your podcast friends, <laughs> you've got your friends from back home, you've got your family. Yeah. And I don't really tend to mix. Parent, apparently, I don't know if it's true. It's been brought to my mm, attention. Interesting. Well, Do you agree with that? I can. I can see where the person that said that is going. Can you? Yes. Back to Rhiannon's letter. <laughs> Sorry, Rhiannon. This presents lots of challenges, like replying to people on WhatsApp. But the reason why I'm re- writing this is that I don't know how to match up various friends who might or might not get along around a dinner table. Compartmentalise. 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 So, That's exactly what that is. That's what my worry is. Very good. So, I want to know if you have any advice for deciding on who makes the cut for each party. All the best, Rhiannon. Rhiannon, great question. This is something... This has been very educational for me. Uh, how would you deal with mine well, and Rhiannon's problem? So, well, yeah, okay. So when you are collating people for a dinner and you're working out who works with who, I mean, if you if your table can seat six, eight, ten, whatever, you do need to think about, you know, are these people going to get on with one another? So when I had you over with Joe and Lou, I thought, yes, these people will get yeah. on with one another. I have other friends who wouldn't necessarily like you or may not like Joe and... Well, everyone would like Joe and Luke, but, you know, you get, you get the idea. So you think about... I get on with everyone. You do get on with everyone. You do. Apart from that one person you invited in a party that time. Who? Really didn't get on with him in Manchester. Just didn't click. Who? Hattie. <laughs> I'm joking. Hattie was before my house. I'm joking. There's no one, actually. I've never been. Um, so yeah, you need to, you need to think about will people get on with one another? And there are certain friends, you know, they're all your friends, and they've all got you in common. But actually, will they get on with the people that are there? Because it's only a small 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 party. So if they don't get on, it's going to be a very long evening. So it's fine to think oh, I can't invite them because they won't really get on. Yeah, for, for for smaller things. I mean, like my wedding, for example, the upcoming wedding. Ooh. Everybody I know, basically, more or less, is coming. How many is on the guest list? Uh, about one hundred and forty. Jesus. 140? Mm. Yeah. What's the cost per head? I'm not going into that. I might ring your dad up and ask him. Don't ask, Jordan! It's cost me a bloody arm and a leg. I'm basically living in a pissing bungalow because of it now. <laughs> Did he answer the phone and go? <laughs> Hello, Ben and Sarah in the bungalow. <laughs> How can I help you? He starts the phone and shouting bogeys really loudly. Bogeys! Not now, Brian, darling. So basically, your mum and mum and dad. Oh my God! They've literally downsized to pay for your wedding, haven't they? They have not downsized. They have. You are a diva. <laughs> that's 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 the message. That's the story I'm sticking to. They've had to leave your big family home that they've worked hard for all their lives, so you can marry Mikey. In a big fancy I mean, it's, it's an unfortunate coincidence of timing. I appreciate. Um, finally, before we go, should we do some quick fire questions? Yes. Go. Shoot. I think I, we might have some I'll quick... I'll answer them first and see if we agree. Okay. We might have some... Because apparently, according to some comments, the podcast, we agree on too much these days. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. 
How do you react if you hate the food? Well, you don't say you hate it. You just smile and be Swallow polite. and think of England. And just say what I had was great. What do you do if a guest turns up drunk? Make him a coffee. Yes, don't serve them any other alcohol. Should the host assign seats? Yes. Yes. Uh, I would say yes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. If you end up with something unexpected in your mouth, how do you spit it out without causing offence? Oh, great. Well, I'd just put it into a bit of a napkin and then put the napkin Well, not the not if the napkin is linen or cotton. Oh. If it's paper, that's okay. Uh, but spit it into your hand using your other hand to shield your mouth and then put it on the side of your oh, plate. Oh, you're good. You're Thank good. You. Thank you. Uh, what's the best gift to bring a host? Wine or chocolates or flowers. Flowers if they're in water. Wine if you know they like it. Chocolates are really good. Uh, should food be ready for when people arrive? I'd say so, yeah. No, because you want people to have drinks and get to know one another oh, okay. and more relaxed. You All want right. to serve the moment they turn up. Okay. How should you deal with vegans? Lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, we talked about that before. You, yep. can, you can make a full vegan menu for everyone if you like, mm-hmm. or you can do, do like a vegan start, a vegan dessert, and then two different main courses. Well done, you do listen to me. Uh, what do you do if your dinner guest gets drunk and falls asleep on your dining table? Get a big coat, put them on setty, and let them wake up in the morning. It's an option. Is it rude to help clear the table as a guest? Oh, no, I think that's quite nice. You can offer to help. If the host says no, leave it. Okay. Don't push it. Uh, is it impolite to ask for a napkin if it hasn't been provided? No. I would say yes. Oh, is it? You should know it's rude to not provide a napkin or some form of mouth-daubing material. Uh, as a host, but you shouldn't ask for it if you can't is see it, it. Is it rude to ask for salt? I always ask for salt. Yeah, if you basically the rule with anything is if you can't see it, don't ask for it. Okay. Is there a rule for who gets served first? Ladies first. That's the quite that's the European way to do it. Guest of honour, if there is one. But if everyone's of equal rank, basically no. But serve guests before you serve yourself. Okay. If someone brings a bottle of wine that doesn't get drunk, who keeps it? The host. Well done. How do you get people to leave when they're overstaying their welcome? Well, you, you say things like, this is what William has taught me. This was on very British problems. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, I you, send send, you, you did, did send, send it, it to me. Yeah. Uh, just say really passive-aggressive things like, so, have you got much on tonight? Or, tomorrow. Uh, are you working tomorrow? Or mm-hmm. what's another one? I say, have you got a very busy day tomorrow? Yeah. That's that's mine. You can flip, flick the lights a few times, like a nightclub. Okay. Um, what's the right number of courses to serve? Could ring a bell. Ding, 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 last orders. Yeah, 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 that's an idea. What's the right number of courses to serve? Whatever tickles you fancy, but don't go to too much hard work. Three? I think three is fine. Two to three. Four if you're feeling plush. Two? If it's a kitchen supper. Is it acceptable for, to ask for salt and pepper? We've talked about this, and my answer was... If you can't see it... Don't ask for it. Excellent. So you can't ask for ketchup either? No, not unless you can see it. What do you what do? if they open the fridge and you can see the ketchup in the fridge? Doesn't count. What do you do if they ask you to put your keys in the communal fruit bowl? Make sure you bag up. <laughs> oh, that's such a horrible saying. Pack up. Leave. All right, well, thank you very much, Gene Devers, for that. If you have... Um, what would you do if you got there? And how would you deal with that situation? If you and Mikey went to a... Oh, you'd be getting stuck in, no, 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 <laughs> What would you do if someone said, right, keys in the bowl? Just, but I'm not for us, thank you. Well, we would have taken an Uber there, so no keys on us. Um, right, before we go, a gentle reminder, if you have any other problems, they don't have to be dinner party related, they can be on anything, uh, then you can send your tales of trepidation. We'll change that to help at sectedmyboss.com. Or you can tweet us, send us a message on Instagram, at sexofmyboss. You can write to William, he promises a handwritten reply in his own letter to paper, the address on the website, sexofmyboss.com. I do like your little etiquette episodes. They're very interesting. <laughs> They are. Thank you. We'll have your top picks for pop tunes next week. You are not stealing a living. I take that back. (laughs) Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.